Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out. I love being your host for this particular show. Um, and I love the guests that I get, I get to introduce today. Now, I'm going to take you back a little bit to my hairdressing days, which was the 80s. And uh, the clientele that I actually built up when I first started doing hair in the 80s um, was very interesting. And it was bi-level cuts and mohawks. And it wasn't just having, you know, bi-level cuts and mohawks and, and asymmetrical type designs on the hair. It was also coloring them. And I knew nothing about color at this point in my career. But we had this product that was called cellophanes, and you could do really vibrant colors with it, but it was completely unpredictable, and it was a rarity. So if you wore your hair like that, you were just considered in the punk uh, kind of era type of thing and it seemed you know I'd never kind of like crossed over into that total punk look but you know there were times that I had the black lipstick on and the black clothes and the ripped hose um, just for the fun of it but I did enjoy working with that type of a clientele and you know the thing was is that that ended up being a fad um, and I can say without a shadow of a doubt now that the vibrant colors that you're seeing out there are no longer just a fad or even a trend. And part of that is because my guests today have created an amazing beauty riot with their company that they've launched called Pulp Riot. So please welcome my guests, Alexis and David Thurston from Pulp Riot. Well, thank Hi, you for thank that, you Bonnie. So much, Bonnie. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, yeah, it's so you, nice to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, you guys remember those '80s, or am I am, am, am I kind of like dating myself here? No, we all do. Some <laughs> of it we want to forget, but but yeah, it's yeah. enjoyable. <laughs> yes, we well, grew up on MTV. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the MTV days. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I looked back at hair. There was even this one situation where, uh, you know, big hair, really big hair. Um, and I remembered somebody like kind of bumped into me and they said, oh, my God, I just bumped into your hair. I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't break it. <laughs> and, and you probably didn't even feel it. No, of course not, because it was five inches away from my head. Right. So, right. yeah. So those were the good old days. And it was it was fun, you know, because we were coming out of very straight hair, very bland hair. There was no color in hair. Uh, we were still pulling hair through caps at that. So I love the evolution that happens in our industry. I love the excitement that's happening. And so here's another story for you. Then I'm going to let you guys tell your stories. So I was standing in line when I was flying to Vegas this past weekend for the Cosmoprof Beauty Show. And there were two people. So, of course, you know, on Southwest, you kind of like got to like, you know, manage yourself of, oh, what number are you? What number are you? And you just start talking to the people in line. And uh, so everybody was like, oh, you're going over to Vegas for a show. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, what show are you going to? And I'm like, beauty show. And they're like, what show? And he goes, cigar show. And the other gal says, oh, it's I'm going to a sewing show. And the guy that, because, uh, you know, Vegas is the mecca for, you know, events and conferences. And the guy says to me, he goes, oh, you're, you're going to a beauty show? And he goes, you know, I walked up to this girl in the mall the other day. She had the most beautiful green hair I've ever seen. And I, he goes, I was so taken back by it. And I thought, I have to go tell her how beautiful her hair is. Now, this was a very conservative kind of, you know, staunchy businessman that went over to a young gal and told her how beautiful her green hair was. So that's when it crosses over, right? 
Bonnie, we, what we're seeing is, you're, we, we couldn't agree with you more, it's not a fad or a trend, it's a, really a culture shift. And we're seeing in our own hair salon, um, young people, our nine-year-old has aqua in her hair, and it's not just because she's a daughter of a hairstylist. Um, we see um, older people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s coming in for a fun pop of color. And I say it's a beautiful time to be in our industry. It's almost as if it's the time when the revolution took place when you went from black and white television to color television. Stylists just have an entirely new palette of colors to work with. It's a beautiful time. It is. And, you know, and so Pulp Riot, for, for all my listeners right now, if you're not familiar with it, it is an array of uh, pigmented dyes to be able to capture, create, and have those really vibrant tones that you're seeing out there. And, and listen, you guys, I'm seeing them on all generations. Like there's, there's, there's not just one generation that's kind of, you know, captivating this, this look. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing is, is that I think that, you know, part of technology has allow, allowed us to be able to get to these really beautiful, vibrant shades. And, you know, back in the day when it's like if you ever said you had green hair, people would be like, oh, you're swimming too much, right? Um, right. But, you know, now it's like to see some of these vibrant shades and to see how well they they actually do blend with the person and their their personality. It's 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 fascinating. And when you see it done well, um, you really are impressed by it. Which I know, Alexis, that is that's kind of your claim to fame here. <laughs> I, you know, watching you on Instagram and Facebook and everything, you've done some of the most beautiful work with these vibrant shades. So it's I love the way you guys produce the videos. Uh, and all that good stuff. But let's, I want to get to your stories because I know you have a great story. So you, uh, you guys are married, you have children, you have a salon, but give us kind of, give us the back end story of how you met and how you decided beauty was kind of your future. Yeah, I'll have David, David started off here. Sure. You know, our story really begins. Um, Alexis and I were friends for 20 years. Um, she was a hairstylist. She was my hairstylist, in fact. Um, and she was working in Encino, California. And I had a hair product company called Level 6, which was a line of shampoos, conditioners, and styling names. And um, I, the, my, my company had plateaued, and I decided I was ready to try something different. And having gone into salons my whole career, or my later part of my career, I had a good appreciation of what works in salons, what doesn't work in salons. And I, um, I felt like I was ready to, uh, to start a salon family. Um, and so I called Alexis and said, hey, are you interested in opening up a salon together? And uh, she was all in. And so we created a salon called Butterfly Loft Salon. And we opened it up as friends. But shortly afterward, sparks flew. And um, <laughs> within just a few months, we started seeing each other very differently. Uh, we started seeing each other like our clients saw us. Our clients all thought that we were already together. And um, we didn't see that at first, but eventually we did, and we eventually had to come out to our entire staff that the two bosses were actually romantically involved, which is a lot of fun. Oh, I love, love <laughs> stories like that. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you signed us up, you didn't know that this was going to be a, a story about love. I, it is. I, yeah. knew, I knew there was something in the back. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> so we, um, we, we opened up this giant salon, Butterfly Loft, that had 25 stations, and we thought, how are we ever going to fill this salon with stylists? It just felt massive at the time. But over a period of just a few years, we actually expanded three more times, and we now have over 70 stations completely full of very talented hairstylists. It's 10,000 square feet, 
And it, in fact, it's so important to us that Alexis and I eventually got married inside of our hair salon. Oh, the story gets better. You did. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. It's, it's a story of love, sex, and murder. We'll get to the rest. Of, <laughs> I'm just kidding well, about the other two. Th- well, um, this is a beauty riot then. <laughs> yeah, it truly is. So um, to get us to where we are now with Pulp Riot, it truly is kind of a spiral staircase where you can see a couple of steps in front, but you can't see where the staircase is going. And we just kept taking the step by expanding the salon and then by creating an education team which we called Butterfly Circus which is a team of independent educators that we would travel the country teaching uh, cutting coloring business skills to sold out crowds all over the place Um, and we created that with a bunch of our other friends who are big on Instagram so um, it went from these salons to finally becoming an education team, and then that led to what's Pulp Riot. And um, the Pulp Riot is all about this movement. It's not just about a products or a company. It's a movement um, that celebrates the beauty community. And the beauty community is stylists and salon owners. They're really the lifeblood of our industry um, above industry. Um, and so that's how we got to where we are now. Oh, that's great. Alexis, I know you got a little bit to add to that. I want to hear your side of this story. <laughs> yeah, there's always two sides, right, with the with the story. But no, my my story, I mean, it, we concur. I mean, it's really funny when in Vegas this weekend, we were talking to Maggie, um, and she was telling us about, like, she likes to play the newlywed game sometimes with people. And she's like, it's so funny when you talk about questions and you ask them. And, and it's interesting, like the two questions that people always get in fights over. And David and I are just not that couple. Um, you know, one of the questions she asked was, you know, what's your favorite ice cream? What would you say? And both David and I are like coffee. Like, it's just obvious. We would never get in a fight over that. We always we like the same things. We're our two very different people, but we do like the same things. And so our story, you know, I, I really can't edit anything that he said because it's it's spot on. Oh, that's I will, beautiful. I will say that Alexis, though, her story um, is one of being an ambitious hairstylist and, um, and having a full clientele. And then this change happens in our industry with social media and with these fun colors that are starting to pop up. And a lot of people who went through the same experience she has Um, never made the change. They didn't pivot. Um, And Alexis decided that she was, uh, she wanted to change. She wanted um, to be relevant in this industry and she wanted to be on with the times. And so she actually made the change and adopted um, social media and, you know, her late thirties. And she changed her clientele from one of um, root touch-ups to fun, funky colors, which brought her, I think, a lot more joy. And now is making the change from being 100% behind the chair to spending a lot of time behind the desk. So if you were to think of one story, one word that would really encapsulate Alexis, it would be, you know, evolving. Uh, it's, she's, she's somebody who keeps evolving. You know, and, and how, my husband is so sweet. He 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 always is such a, the huge supporter of mine, and it's true. I mean, I did evolve and change and adapt, and I am very new to the social media, um, you know. Uh, aspect myself as a you know as my own person and I joined social media about two and a half years ago I was very late into social media and so it is about adapting and for any you know any person out there I mean that's really 
in any field, it doesn't matter if it's beauty or whatever, it's about adapting. And if you're doing the same thing that you did five years ago, then there's something wrong there because there's no growth. And that's really what has come from everything that I've done in the decisions of adapting. You know, there's there's so much truth to that. And, and, I, and I, I know that we know it kind of, you know, the core people within the industry understand that if if you're not growing, you're not going anywhere. You, you have to be constantly learning in this industry because the minute a client comes in and says something to you that you don't have an awareness of or, or the technique skill set behind you, then you know that you're becoming completely irrelevant at that point in time. And, you know, that's exactly right. And, and the thing is, is when you adapt, it's uncomfortable. You know, it's, it's change can be scary and it's going to be uncomfortable, but you have to go through it. And, and, and something that, you know, David always touches on is, you know, you're going to be uncomfortable for about three months whenever you try to adapt to something new. But once you do go through that uncomfortability, um, and then it becomes second nature and then you start to thrive in it because you, because you understand it more. And so it's kind of like, would you rather be uncomfortable for three months or be uncomfortable um, for over 10 years and doing the same thing because you didn't take that step and that chance? And imagine, you know, just with my story, if I hadn't taken the chance and adapted to open a salon with David, imagine if I had not taken the chance and step to actually, you know, then go into a relationship with him. What, you know, if I hadn't adapted and changed my clientele and actually gifted clients to my assistants and stylists that I had helped train and mentor within the salon. And I mean, there's so many things that I can go back to and it's all in that spiral staircase. You don't know exactly where it's leading to, but if I hadn't done that first step, and, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm sitting today, which is, you know, being a part of a giant movement, which I'm extremely thrilled and, and proud of. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys you guys saw something. You saw something, even though this even though this spiral staircase that you're using, which I love the analogy of that, you know, you didn't see what was necessarily ahead of you. But you saw something really powerful in it because you created this product line uh, called Pulp Riot, which is, you know, some. Uh, for our listeners to have a better understanding of this, just really, you know, vibrant, direct dye colors to be able to achieve that fun. What else? How else would you describe this? Yeah, there are 21. We have 21 direct dye colors, and we're talking blues, purples, greens. We just released our neon colors that when you turn a black light on them, they glow. And it's all about giving people the opportunity to express their individuality it gives them an opportunity to have more fun. We have clients that come in with, you know, brunette hair, and there's nothing wrong with that. And then we see them leaving with this awesome purple hair with blue tips, and you just know they're going home that weekend and having a lot more fun than they were with their brown hair and looking <laughs> themselves in the mirror and um, being able to express themselves. And um, I think that that's what's hot right now is whether it's customization, it's customizing your car, it's customizing your home. You can customize your appearance. And now you can do that through your hair. You know, it's it, it's it's some level of a true representation of beauty because, you know, she could have her brown hair and she'd wake up the next day and she might pull it back in a pony. But she's mm-hmm. she's not going to have this, you know, purple hair with blue tips and just pull it back in a pony. She's going to do it up. 
She's going to make, she's going to finish it out. She's going to look her best. And then what that does, because, you know, obviously this is why I titled the show as I did, Beauty Inside and Out. Then what it does is it creates that confidence in her that she looks good. She knows she's going to get attention. So she has to kind of like walk the walk and talk the talk. And I, I think it's just a full representation of people truly being able to express themselves. And I bet you most of the people that you guys do, they probably say, I never in a million years thought I would ever do this. (laughs) <laughs> all the time what's funny yes, is absolutely. They, they come in they come in for a pop of purple and we call purple the gateway drug yeah. because <laughs> it eventually funny. leads to them coming back and trying <laughs> blue and they get a little more confident and then they'll finally try green and next, and, and then they just get really into it so Bonnie my question is, is when are you going to start this gateway drug I don't you know I <laughs> thought about that because it was you know I watched um, and we've got a couple of minutes before we go to break here I do you remember the fashion police right I, I don't know if it's still on or not oh. but of course it's not the same um, at all as it was before but I remembered watching Kelly Osborne kind of transitioning through lavender and I'm like who is doing that I hope it wasn't you Alexis please forgive me if no it wasn't and I'm thinking <laughs> something's not right somebody's not capturing the the right essence of it they either need to go full on you know and and maybe allow the lavender to kind of you know come out later but they it was like they were missing something in it and i was very frustrated by it watching her go through this transition and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden there was this crossover where you know the the real purple and lavender started to show up and the elegance of it was amazing but I, you know i'm telling you i'm kind of I, I like that kind of ambery apricotty color that's that's going on not super vibrant but certainly fun yeah, yeah, you yeah, would, this, you would really pull off a really cool rose gold. I yeah, think the rose, the rose gold would be amazing, and it's funny because I'm like, one of these days, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be bold like that. So, well, good. Okay, <laughs> you know, so, go ahead. Oh, oh, I just was gonna say, Bonnie, you bring up a really great point, and and you didn't really say it, but what you were saying was, you know, sometimes with color, you really just want to make sure you get the right tone for that person's skin tone. And so sometimes the color, like somebody will come in and they'll say, oh, I really want this color. And let's say even it, like just simply they want an ash blonde, but their skin tone tells you that no, really warmer colors look better on your skin tone. Mm-hmm. And this is why. And so it's, it's the same thing with creative color. I mean, you just really want to make sure that you're matching what's going to look good on them ultimately because it is an advertisement for you. And so, you know, that's something that's super important with anything you do. And there's ways that you can, you know, trick it. Like, for example, let's say somebody loves yellow, but yellow doesn't look good on their skin tone. They could do a little pop of yellow behind their ear where it's not immediately around their face, but it's there because they love it and they just want to be able to express themselves. But, you know, the rest of the hair maybe has that pinker tone, which looks better on their skin tone. So it is an important aspect that's something that we always talk about in any genre with color, that it has to look good on their spin, skin tone. Yep. So so tone and placement are two critical things. So we're going to take a break right now. But when we come back, I want to be able to really talk from a perspective of not only all the excitement you guys are creating out there in the industry and for consumers, but to be able to educate the consumers on if this is if this is a direction they want to go, 
what's, what do they need to know in order to feel really comfortable making this decision? And what's the commitment level um, in regards to that? So we'll talk about that when we get back. So if you guys want to follow me on uh, Facebook, it's Beauty Inside and Out Instagram, Beauty Inside and Out uh, show, sorry, show, add show on the end of there. And I'm sure you guys can find on Facebook and Instagram, Pulp Riot. So we'll be right back with Alexis and David Thurston from Pulp Riot. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey everybody, welcome back to Beauty Inside and Out. I'm your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. My guests today are Alexis and David Thurston. They shared a great story on the front end that they were just business partners and ended up turning it into a romantic relationship and marriage and family. Um, but they have, you know, a, a huge salon, Butterfly Loft, in Encino, California. They've created uh, a, a huge impact in our industry in regards to some education with Butterfly Circus. And now they're on to their, their next big riot, which is Pulp Riot, which are uh, these crazy, fun, vibrant colors that you're seeing all over the place. And I'm telling you, I'm seeing them on young kids, grandmothers, uh, and everybody in between. Um, and so Alexis and David, you guys are going to share with us. You know, I'm curious. I think we understand what the product is. But why do you think people are gravitating to this um, you know, and it's not your, it's not, it's not the, you know, the, 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 the crazy punkers or, you know, the goth people, like we're getting everyday people that are really gravitating to this and thinking this is just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, well, it really, we have, oh, go ahead, David. Well, I was going to say that, you know, earlier we talked about it being a real expression and the way for people to express themselves as individuals and to show off their creativity, I think that's part of it. I think that it's really catching fire now because of social media. 
the fact that um, there, you know, people, there's over half a million people that follow the Pulp Ride Instagram page, and they're not just hairstylists, but actually consumers, and they're seeing it in front of them each day. And we're showing, um, I think that what's really hot right now is to not have editorial um, photos on your Instagram page, meaning we're not showing like glossy magazine ready photos. What we're showing are everyday clients wearing this color, and it gives the consumer a feeling of, hey, I think I could pull that off. I like the way this person looks. I like, I, this looks like someone I want to be friends with. I'm going to try pulling that off. And they're seeing more and they're seeing in front of them more and more. And the, this, um, this, it's creating this um, thing where businesses are now allowing their employees to come in looking like that. Starbucks earlier in, uh, last year um, came out with a policy that they, they allowed their baristas to be able to wear this bright colored hair. So they're seeing it more and more. Um, what's crazy is that like we're seeing doctors, um, lawyers uh, wearing this color, and I think that the tipping point um, has happened, and it's just going to continue to steamroll. Yeah, I agree. And Alexis, how do you? What do you think the why is that people are coming in and thinking this is? You know, we touched on it a little bit before. It's a culture shift. You know, it used to be with tattoos, for example. You know, you didn't really see tattoos, and now you see them everywhere. I mean, I feel like everybody at Trader Joe's, it's required to have a <laughs> tattoo to work there. Um, you know, and even, you know, in the in, in the beauty industry and community as well. I mean, it's all about expression and being able to express yourself. Um, and it is a culture shift in the way that it it's, it's not um, uh, taboo anymore. It's become more accepting and people to express themselves how they want. Yeah, well, when we were at the show together in Vegas, the IBS Las Vegas, we had Comic-Con at the same time. And, mm, I and, love that. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it was so much fun because it's like, is that a hairdresser or is that a Comic-Con person? Right, right, that's right. <laughs> it was very, the lines were gray in that particular environment there for that weekend of the shows. Um, and but, you know what? The, the thing is, is, too, is it's fun. It's fun to be able to kind of change things up. I mean, that's the beauty with semi-permanent hair. It's, it's designed to fade. It's designed to, you know, rinse away and then you're back with your beautiful blonde underneath or whatever you may have. And, um, and then you can change it up again. Um, so it's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, now everybody wants to, once that instant, they want things to be fast. They want to be able to change at a moment's notice. And so it kind of gives that flexibility. Yeah, it's the flexibility, the expression, all of those things are great. I'm sure that there's some industries that are like, yeah, don't be coming in here with colored hair. But like you said, doctors and lawyers and and variations. And as you mentioned before we took the break too, Alexis, was it's it's about making sure it's the right tone so that it fits the the person and the you know the individual and then it's also about the right placement it doesn't have to be the full head of hair there could be you know a uniqueness to how you're placing something into the hair that still shows an expression but maybe it's not you know from from uh, scalp to ends Alexis has a really great tip that people at home could do as or do as well um, every time one of our clients comes into our salon and sits in her chair and wants a color, she looks at their skin tone, and she's got two different pieces of fabric. One of them's warm, a red, and one of them's cool, a blue, and she holds them up to their face, and they're able to look into the mirror and see for themselves what side of the color spectrum should they be on. Um, and I encourage everybody to do that before they even visit their hairstylist to decide what looks good on them. 
Yeah, good point. Good point, because I think that we we see something on somebody else and go, oh, I love that, you know, that level of vibrancy, but it may not be the right tone. All right. So we know that we've got you guys got a lot of consumer followers on your Instagram account, and I've got a lot of consumer listeners. So can we get into the how a little bit here? Because I want to make sure people understand that there is a process to this. Um, and I, you know, I, I definitely want to kind of, you know, create a little bit of a warning for those consumers out there that if they're buying something at the drugstore and thinking they're going to achieve some of these type of results that are beautifully done, that, you know, they, they could be setting themselves up for some mistakes here. So, Alexis, can you kind of take us through, like, you know, what's a process that you work with a client on, you know, and let's say that they're coming in with, you know, a medium brown color, which would be, you know, pretty average, a medium brown head of hair. Yeah, so really the first step is the consultation. You know, you really want to go through a good consultation, and sometimes the best way is, you know, when somebody reaches out to you, you ask them for inspiration pictures of what they're looking for and also current pictures of what they have. Um, and, you know, and you can do that in your chair as well. Some, some stylists like to schedule, you know, consultations, you know, beforehand to, to, to make sure they have enough time to do this because it is crucial. So number one is consultation, looking at what they want and where they're at because then it gives you a roadmap of, number one, is this realistic for not only your hair texture and your lifestyle and the hair and your skin tone? So you have to look at those three things. And, um, you know, and, and it is kind of a misconception that people think that you have to bleach your whole head out and go to, until it's like a negative, you know, white color um, and then put a color on. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that may be true for specific things, but that's, that's not across the board. There's lots of ways that you can introduce um, creative color to somebody. For example, you know, if you're doing, like, let's say you're doing um, a base touch-up and you balayage in a couple of lighter pieces on somebody who has a natural level six, you lift them to a level seven, just a little bit on the ends, you take them to the shampoo, rinse it out. You could put like a simple pink or red or blue or purple or something on top of that that just gives it this little kiss, almost like a lip gloss, if you will, of color um, that, you know, just kind of gives that sheen that when they're stepping outside, they get to really see the color and it kind of makes them feel like they're you know, doing something different. And so there's so many different ways that you can introduce creative color. Um, you know, you could do just one foil and paint it in. Um, you know, you don't have to do the whole head. There's a, a huge variety of ways to do it. But it is really kind of setting up, you know, there's a time and a place for DIY. And when there's so many steps involved with hair color, I really don't recommend it. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, um, people think, you know, they see the trend and they, everybody says, you know, for a while it was silver hair. I want silver hair. And that we would kind of like joke and kind of go, of course you do. Everybody wants silver hair. But really, let's walk through the steps. And David touched on one of the things that I do is, you know, it's one thing to tell somebody, but when you show, then they really understand. And doing the different, you know, cape colors and they showing it next to the skin tone, you go, this is silver is a ash color. And your skin tone really looks good in warmer colors. And I'm going to show you why, because this cape, you can see it. And when you show them in the mirror and they look at themselves, they go, oh, yeah, you're totally right. I can see that. And so now we start talking about what is the best fit for you and what can we do? Um, and it can be quite expensive, especially when somebody has long hair 
or they have extensions on top of it um, as far as the maintenance go. But really that consultation and setting up expectations is really the where you get to understand what um, is involved. Yeah. Now, go ahead, David. Uh, Bonnie, I was going to say that I think what your consumers really need to understand is that our color is like paint. You can think of it as paint. And you could paint on a pure white canvas the color blue, and then you could paint that also on a canvas that's yellowish or brownish. And the blue is going to look different on the two different canvases, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so when you're working with our color, um, you have to take into account what color is the canvas or the hair that you're painting it on. So if your client comes in with this medium brown hair, um, if you put blue on it, it's going to have a different look than if it's really blonde. And the, the basic rule of thumb is that the lighter the hair, the brighter the results. Therefore, a lot of clients come in with the medium brown hair and they opt to lighten their hair first to make that canvas a little bit lighter so the hair color is a little bit brighter. You don't have to do that because if you keep it, that brown color is going ha- to maybe not be super bright. It'll have a, more of a muted look. But if you really want that bright look, you're going to want to come into a licensed hairstylist and have them lighten your hair before applying the color. Right, because then also depending on the the intensity of color, let's say that you don't want it as bright at the scalp, but you want it brighter on the ends, a hairstylist is going to know how to be able to apply a lightener to achieve that kind of ombre look in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the lightener, right. the, art, the art of applying a lightener, and it's a total art, is something that should be left to professionals because... Um, you do work with the natural hair from some, like you just referenced an ombre and leaving the roots more of the natural or darker color, and it creates that awesome look of going from dark to light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've, and I've seen some results that have looked amazing, and I've seen some results that, you know, you could tell that the hair condition, the porosity of the hair, the texture of the hair had too many variables, um, and so the results with one color from scalp to ends you know, had a lot of variables in the end that didn't quite get the right finish for it. So, and then, you know, right. and Alexis, I want to touch back on the silver. I know that was a huge craze, but I got to ask you from your professional point of view, is that one of the harder tones to achieve? It's number one, it's the hardest, harder tone to achieve. And number two, it's one of the harder tones to to remain in the hair for that longevity. Because, um, because silver, I mean, silver is a light color. Um, it's not black, it's not dark gray, it's mm-hmm. silver, it's a very light. And so whenever you talk about light colors, light colors are always going to be, you know, fading away the fastest just because you don't have that deeper pigment. So it is a maintenance. It is a maintenance. It's hard to, harder to achieve and harder to maintain. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've seen some good results. Now, um, you know, David, having the f- number of Instagram followers that you guys have and everything, I know that a lot of times people are walking into their hairstylist and they're saying, I want this look. And unfortunately, what's happening is that these looks that they're showing from, you know, social media are not real. How do you how do you figure out and how do you help these stylists in being able to achieve the looks that these clients are asking for when they're showing mm-hmm. pictures that are like wigs or intensified um, and manipulated photos? Well, I hope that we don't repost any photos that are manipulated. I've got a pretty good detector of what's real and what's not real. Um, I would say that the majority mm-hmm. of really great stylists that you would follow online 
are not manipulating their photos or using wigs, to be honest with you. At our salon at Butterfly Loft, I've got the ability to actually see the content that's being created and am constantly in awe of the abilities and the artistic talent of our stylists. So um, if, if they're following Pulp Riot um, or they're following Butterfly Loft or some of the handful of stylists who are on our team, I think they could be pretty assured that what they're seeing is real humans with Good. real hair. So that's a, that's a better opportunity. If people are looking for some of the uh, vibrancies and some of the, the work that you guys are doing, go on to your Instagram accounts and yeah. show those to your stylists is like, this is what I'm looking for. Because that's going to be, because you guys have achieved that. It's not manipulated photos or Photoshop photos or wigs on there. Oh, my God, there. never. Yeah. Yeah, never. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's such a red flag. And really, the, the thing that we're getting after is, you know, you have to be true to your work and you have to be authentic. And, you know, if you're putting out work that really is manipulated and you're not really showing what it really is and it's, and it's um, you know, you're kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, anyway, um, it's, it's, it's not authentic. And so those people coming back to you, I mean, it's, it's when you're not honest, it's, it's just a slippery slope and you just don't even want to go down that road. Well, and as a stylist, you want to be you want to be really careful and make sure, like you said, Alexis, to do the really good consultation because these these consumers might be bringing in an image that is not realistic um, and they the stylist might be set up to fail in regards to that. So, you know, do that's a- right. And so, yes, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, you sometimes you need to say no and it's better to say no than to say yes. Or to be able to direct them to what is more realistic um, and absolutely. what's what's absolutely achievable based on that. Now, let's kind of – I know that this is probably going to be all over the board, but, you know, if somebody's coming in and they, and they want the real vibrant, you know, full expression, pulp riot color – uh, or variations of colors, like the mermaid look or something like that. You know, what's an estimated time these clients need to kind of, like, have an understanding that it takes time to lighten and to process this? And, and then what's the maintenance? And if you can give us just a little indicator on that before we take our, our final break here. Yeah, I would say, on average, it's going to be four to six hours that you're doing this. And, it's you know, it obviously it depends on your starting point and where you're going to. You know, there's a lot of different factors in between how long the hair is, how thick it is, and what you're really going from. And if you're starting from a color correction um, starting point first. So, um, but I would say average four to six hours in the chair. I mean, it is an artistic expression and, and it is, each one is like a canvas, it's mm-hmm. uh, artwork. And every time somebody's in your chair, I mean, you spend a lot of time with them. You're, you're really going through the steps and making sure that you're doing everything right and you maintain hair integrity and all these things. And and the placement and the color blending and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, it is a craft, um, just like everything in hair, and you you want to spend your time. Perfect. And, and then I'll speak to the maintenance. The maintenance, um, the, the people often ask, how long does our color last? And we always say that's the wrong question to ask. The right question to ask is, how long does our color fade? Semi-permanent color is designed to fade, and um, the beauty of Pulp Riot, what really separates it from the other brands out there, is that it fades more beautifully and it fades over a longer period of time. So they fade basically from these bold, bright versions into pastel versions of themselves. And um, the way you make that fade last longer is through using a high-quality shampoo and conditioner that does not contain sulfates and 
to um, not use well water, to not spend a lot of time in chlorinated water. And um, a lot of people who get it opt to not wash their hair every day, but instead wash it maybe every three days, um, maybe use a dry shampoo from time mm-hmm. to time. Right. And then when, dry, when washing the shampoo, to always remember that shampoo is meant for the scalp, um, not for the entire head of hair. So you shampoo the scalp and then like, just rinse through. And, um, and you should be able to get between 20 and 25 washes out of our pastel colors in about 40 washes out of our bright, bold colors. Excellent. Good. Well, we're going to take another quick break here. So give us give us your Instagram account real quick before we take this break. Sure. It's simple. It's Pulp Riot Hair. All right. Pulp Riot Hair. All right. We'll be right back with Alexis and David from Pulp Riot. Stand by. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live, every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I have Alexis and David Thurston from Pulp Riot with me today. We've been talking about some 
really what I consider to be kind of like a creative expression. You guys express that as well. And Pulp Riot is these 21 direct dye colors, every color under the rainbow, for some of these vibrant uh, hairstyles that you've been seeing out there lately. They're kind of behind the scenes of making all of this happen. Um, They've got over 800,000 followers on their social sites. Um, You want to be able to see some good results. Alexis is amazing at being able to create some of the uh, most beautiful, vibrant looks and variations of colors. So a lot of times I think we think, you know, oh, I'd like blue hair or I want green hair or purple hair type of thing. But I've seen some of the work that you've done and you've been able to mix colors and still make it look like a, a piece of art. A piece of art. Thank you everybody. so much. That's yeah. so kind of you. I appreciate yeah. that. And, you know, we talked about the how. So, you know, we both have a lot of consumer followers, and it's important that they understand that if they want to achieve this look, what's behind it, the maintenance, the how-to, the, you know, what they need to know on all of that. So I think we covered everything here. But I'm interested in where are you guys going next? What's the future? What's your life been like since you launched this? Because I know it's been an exciting thing in our industry. We, um, the, what's happened to us is that time is probably the number one um, thing we strive to try to get. There's so few little time that we have. Uh, we actually adopt, adapt our lives where we pretty much order all of our stuff that we need for our home from Amazon. <laughs> we order food through Postmates and have it delivered because we're just trying to capture every bit of time we possibly can have um, that we can actually spend with our families or each other that's not involved with work. We are traveling a lot in their first four months of the year we have the very highest level of status on the airplane on on our airline which is incredible Um, but what we're doing now is two things Um, our focus is one on product creation Um, we are 16 direct dyes our 21 colors reach a small segment of the population and we're creating products that are going to reach a very broad range this past month we released our lightener and developers and we have um, over 95 products in production right now that we'll be releasing over the next year. Um, we're also spending a lot of time bringing Pulp Riot to the rest of the world. Uh, we just got back from a trip to Australia where we launched Pulp Riot in September. We head to Russia in October we're throughout the entire EU, the, the European Union. And so, and most of these things require Alexis and I to actually physically be at these launches. So we're going to be on the road quite a bit. Um, but that's really where, and then finally, we're building this team of um, absolutely amazing, talented humans that are part of the Pulp Riot team to help us spread Pulp Riot through marketing, through um, logistics, through education, all these important things. Um, and so that takes up a lot of our time, too. And now you guys have two daughters as well. So how are they faring in all of this excitement and and success you're having? Well, what's really great, we do. We have two daughters. We have a 14-year-old daughter named Bowie and and almost 10-year-old. You know, she's uh, like clenching at the teeth to be those double digits. Um, daughter named Finley, and the two the two of them because of their ages, they see what we're doing. They're part of what we're doing. They follow us on social. You know, they are active in in everything. They know everybody by name. They're they come to the salon and they interact with people. I mean, it's hard not to um, to to be that way. And 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 it's great. It's really it's a unique thing to be able to um, have them feel part of everything that we're doing, and it's special. 
Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and I'm sure that they probably think they got cool parents. <laughs> no, nope, not at all. <laughs> they think we're total dorks and losers. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how it works, right? Yeah, they won't appreciate yeah. they won't appreciate all that you've done until later when they look back on it and go, "Yeah, you know what? You guys were pretty cool back in the day." Yeah, it's it's really sad when, as a parent, you have to tell your kids, "No, I'm cool," and they're like, "No, you're not." <laughs> You are so not cool. I don't care how many followers you have. You're not cool enough. Yeah, that's cool. No, but not only that, it's like, you know, I mean, I, um, you know, take her to school and I have bright pink hair, you know, and a lot of the parents around don't have that. But, you know, there is some pride um, for both of them in the fact that, you know, their parents totally understand what they're doing because they are of a younger generation that grew up with cell phones. They grew up with Instagram. They grow up with instant things. We didn't grow up with that. I mean, part of me is kind of like, thank God we didn't have camera phones mm-hmm. back when I was a teenager. <laughs> yes. But, um, <laughs> you know, they're growing up with always being connected. And, you know, I, my daughter is the one who showed me how to use Snapchat, you know, because I didn't know how to use it. But they like the fact that we are in touch with that kind of, um, you know, technology and where things are going. And, um, and and their friends follow us, and so their friends kind of see what we're doing too. And it is a point of conversations that they do have with their friends. Um, and um, and the fact that we are different, and we do choose to you know be uh, ourselves. And if I want pink hair, I have pink hair. If I if I don't want pink hair, I don't. You know, and just being able to um, be you know. Uh, being able to to look how we want and to live our lives the way that we want to. And I think that's such a good message to be giving them that you don't compromise your life. You don't compromise things for um, other people. You you really have to be true to who you are and be able to, to do what you want. And, and we're exposing them to people who are open-minded, who are innovative, who are creative, and what better lifestyle to, to have that around you and to grow up with. And who knows if they'll be in the beauty industry or be here as themselves. I mean, that's up to them, and, and we just they're just around it because that's what, what we're around. Um, but we don't force it down their throats, but they are very interested. They find things fascinating. They'll ask us questions. They don't get to travel with us on all the trips that we take because they're, you know, so business-focused. Um, but they love being able to see what's going on and being a part of anything that they can. Yeah, so well, I kind of have a feeling that one of them, if not both of them, are going to kind of fall into some footsteps here of what you guys are all about. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fun time to be raising some teenagers with you guys being so in touch with the creativity and the expression, and you know, not having the boundaries. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we did. We grew up. I mean, I grew up. I'm a generation ahead of yours, I'm sure. But it was very structured. Everything was so structured. This is how, what you had to wear. This is how you had to do it. This is who you could talk to. Before before you could talk to you know and now all those lines are kind of going away and it's just allowing people to be uh, so much more powerful in what they're doing and of course the the entrepreneurial spirit that's available to people today is is amazing I mean I, I I love that I love I love that we can be free to be who we are so it's really an expression of what I think you guys are about and what Pulp Riot is about and I'm excited to see everything that's coming in the future um, now give us some give us give us the goods here we want to know you know if, if some of our listeners here are 
interested in finding a stylist that has the right talent, skill set, and expertise that you guys have trained them on? How do they find a Pulp Riot Color and Pulp Riot Stylist? So we've created what we call an artist locator, and all somebody has to do is go to the website, I want dot pulpriothair.com and you right there could look search around and find a stylist near you who does these kind of colors um, you could also just go to our website www.pulpriothair.com and find the link there um, that's how to, that's how to find it perfect and then if in fact there isn't somebody in that area what's another suggestion that you really would uh, encourage the the client or potential client to uh, to do Follow us on Instagram. When you see something posted, click on it. We always give the stylist credit. Click on it. Find out where they're from. Chances are you'll find one near you. And if you don't, we could do what a lot of people do. <laughs> they actually get on planes and they fly out to Butterfly Loft and get their hair done. There you go. They could just come to <laughs> Encino, California and say, I right. want you to do my hair. Well, wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and what's like, what do we? What do you guys want to share with our listeners at this point here in, in regards to what Pulp Riot's about, what you guys are about? What's the, what's, you know, what's the next step here? Um. I think, you know, Pulp Riot is not a product company. Um, we don't think of it as just a product company and or a color company. Um, we really like to think about it as this movement, this riot, if you will, that's starting just to spread across the world. And it's this idea of these, um, this all coming from the, the stylist community, the salon owner community. Me and my business partners, we are artists, so we understand artists. And... Um, in the past, it was just the beauty industry that was leading the charge of um, educating and inspiring, and we've kind of come up from the ground through this community. That's yeah. that's what the Pulp Ride's all about. That's good. Well, you guys have been fantastic. Thanks so much for being guests on Beauty Inside and Out. Um, you know, it, listen, if you guys only caught, captured some of this, my listeners, if you only captured some of it, it archives tonight. And, of course, you know, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher. You can go to my website, Beauty Inside and Out Show. And I'm sure tomorrow when I send uh, David and Alexis the link, they'll have it on their website as well to be able to listen to the full show. Um, as always, you know, find me on Beauty Inside and Out Show on Instagram and Facebook and then Beauty In Out Show on Twitter. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks again, you guys, for being on the show. I look forward to seeing you out on the road. I look forward to seeing the expansion of your company, your riot, your movement that you're doing. Um, it's been fun and amazing to be able to do that. And remember, everybody, that it's always about being you in beauty. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.